Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Monday, September 25th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. For one St. Louis food truck owner, his business is about home, family, and nostalgia. Homemade onigiri are usually the shape of your and size of your mother's hand or whoever makes it. And so it's a very personal thing. We'll have that report in a few minutes. It's one of the concepts of home we are examining all week with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. Auto workers at the General Motors plant in Wentzville say their spirits are high 10 days into a strike against the company. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the strikers received a boost yesterday from two members of Congress's squad. Democrats Cory Bush of Missouri and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York rallied members of United Auto Workers Local 2250 before joining them on the picket line. The local was one of the first to walk out after contract talks with the big three automakers broke down. Workers at 38 other locations joined them last Friday. Matthew Bergman has been at the Wentzville plant for almost nine years. He has mixed feelings about the strike expansion. It's hard on the membership. At the same time, these corporations, they need to know that we do deserve what we want. Workers are seeking a 36 percent raise over a four-year contract, plus greater job stability. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Nurses at St. Louis University Hospital begin a one-day strike today. They are calling on SSM Health to address staffing and workplace safety issues. The union says more than 30 percent of all nursing positions at SLU Hospital have not been filled since spring 2022. Contract talks started in May. The nurses' agreement expired in June. The union members approved the job action with a strike authorization vote earlier this month. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey says a local health care clinic violated the state's law against deceptive advertising when it provided gender-affirming care to minors without a comprehensive mental health evaluation. Bailey has filed a lawsuit against Southampton Community Health Care. It came from testimony in a hearing on a state law banning puberty blockers or hormone treatment for transgender youth. The suit seeks $1,000 in damages for each time the clinic failed to provide the mental health screening. Bailey also wants to force Southampton to pay restitution to those he argues have been harmed. The center could not be immediately reached for comment. A program that put social workers in five St. Louis County library branches has helped connect nearly 200 people to services since it started in June. The library announced the Community Resource Initiative in May 2021, but it took more than two years to get contracts signed and staff hired. Katie Lappy is the lead social worker. She's based at the Natural Bridge Branch. That's in Normandy. Lappy says library staff want to help people in need, but did not always know how or have the time. We do have the capacity to spend an hour and a half with someone to do that and to maybe continue to do it for four days in a row. The St. Louis County Children's Services Fund is covering the majority of the program's cost over the first two years. Library officials say the fund is committed to the program long term. Three DJs are quitting nonprofit radio station KDHX to protest management decisions. Their moves over the weekend follow station leaders severing ties late last week with 10 other volunteer DJs and telling an additional 12 they'll need to complete a mediation process to stay on the air. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. The move comes after KDHX leaders removed four DJs earlier this year, sparking outrage among listeners. KDHX board president Gary Pearson says the station put an enhanced focus on diversity following accusations of racism at the station that were made in 2019. Pearson says KDHX is breaking with volunteers who resisted those diversity efforts. It's clear that some of our community is not on board with that. The DJs, the volunteers that have parted ways, I mean, even honestly, some of the donors that have parted ways with us have made it very clear that that's not where they are. Many station volunteers say KDHX leaders ignore their input. Some have urged donors to withhold their gifts until they see changes. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. All this week, we're exploring the concept of home with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. Today, we hear from Kurt Bellin, the operator of a St. Louis-based food truck that has deep roots in his culture and family. Okay, so this is called Kotori Senko. It's basically like a citronella incense coil. Keeps mosquitoes away. It smells like Japan for, for me and my siblings because whenever we would visit our grandfather's house, he would have it lit in the yard on the porch. And just smelling this kind of is just a part of the whole transportative aspect of this. It's functional as well as nostalgic. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoy. My name is Kurt Bellin. So I've always wanted to do... Uh, Japanese concept in St. Louis. So Izumi could be a lot of things, but in particular, it's the name of the town that my mother and her family grew up in. I really did want to pay homage to my roots and my mother's hometown and my favorite place to visit in Japan. So I do a pop-up slash food truck It's kind of this anti-food truck because I do know cooking on the truck itself because it is a former Japanese K-car fire truck and it's very small and it has no cooking equipment at all. And so that's what makes it a very unique food truck is that it's kind of this anti-food truck in a way. So Izumi is reaching the end of its third season which is actually like a perfect amount because traditionally in Japanese culture, if you try something, you should do it for three years is kind of the rule of thumb. And so coming at the end of this third food truck season, I'm, I'm just really very grateful and I feel very lucky for the amount of great reception that it's, it's garnered in St. Louis. What's up? How are you? Do you have any questions or need recommendations on it? Okay. Can I get the the curry stand up? Yeah, of course. You could just right here. Awesome. Yeah, great to see you. Take care. We went to Afton High School together, so it was really nice. When they come up and they're like, oh, we're so excited to see that you're the one doing it. It's just, as much as I think I'm an introvert, like I really do get powered up by, by serving folks in this wonderful little taste of Japan. Homemade onigiri are usually the shape of your, and size of your mother's hand or whoever makes it. And so it's a very personal thing. So mentaiko, that's like a fine, spicy fish roe. It's a 
very classic onigiri, but not as classic as this umeboshi one. Umeboshi is a Japanese pickled plum, and it's such a ubiquitous traditional Japanese flavor. It's all over the place in Japan, but in St. Louis, there's hardly any restaurants that offer it. It's a little bit much, especially if you've never tasted that flavor before. But in this rice ball, it's nice and balanced out. And it's quintessential, it's like pepperoni pizza. Trying to capture and trying to bottle up that experience of being able to visit Japan to be able to kind of transport not only the guests and the people I serve, but myself in this really unique concept is a really special thing for me. And it's just a really magical thing that I get to do this. Home to me is that idea and that feeling of Japan because it's a place I just rarely get to visit and being able to do my best to try to replicate that feeling is a big part of that idea of home. That it's not always a physical place but that idea and that feeling of being somewhere really comfortable. I just always remember that very melancholy feeling of, of flying back from Japan. Because it's, it's kind of just across an ocean and just always there. So it's a very, there's very much a duality of home that I feel. Kurt Bellin is the owner-operator of Izumi, a food truck based in St. Louis. That report was produced by Sadie Wittenberg, one of the participants in the NPR Next Generation Radio Project. Members of that team were in St. Louis last week to produce stories that explore the concept of home. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.